All right, it is uh, August 23rd, 2022, and uh, I guess we'll just start with a little bit. We have to say a little something, a little small talk to get the episode rolling, you know, yeah. to get the wheels greased. Right. And I will say, why not talk about a little rain in South Texas, man? A lot of rain in North yeah. Texas. Some lakes possibly even coming up in level up there. Yep. You know, the Trinity River in Dallas, I know it was like eight feet over limit, you know, its capacity in places, you know, over. So there was right. some major flooding and hate to see that, you know. Um, you know, every single time, dude, like clockwork, when it uh, when a lot of rain comes down and floods, man, people start to test to see if those cars can be boats. You know what I mean? It's... Uh, it's really crazy to watch. But I've been in those situations, man. You know when you're facing that water, it crosses everyone's mind. Uh, I think I got it. Yeah. I think I got it. They no, say I'm turn fine. around, don't drown. Yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. Turn around, don't drown, dude. <laughs> no, really, though. In some yeah. situations, yeah. you got it. You got to understand. Water's right. a real water's oh. a real force. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But hey, keep on raining. How about that? Can we just, oh, can we just stay with that energy? Yeah. And you know what? If it, if it floods, it floods. You know, I, I've always been one of those guys who's like, if it floods, like, I, we need a flood. You know I, I mean? Well, at I this mean, point, it has like, to. Yeah, it, at this point, it really does have to. You know, and, and really, at this point, I don't even know if a flood would bring us back to, uh, or at least for very long. You yeah, know? We, yeah, we would like, need 20 I was. I remember the 02 flood, the flood of 02 around here. Set us up with a good, healthy river for like five years after that, right? But even if we got like another O2 flood right now, I think like within a year or two, if we didn't continue to get some good rain after that, it would be like right back. Year or two. Year or two. I like, agree. You know, I, I well, don't the more think, the more wells you put yeah. in, suck out of it. You know, the more it's going to happen. But yep. so uh, you know, one thing I will say is just before we move on and get started here with this episode is what is the percentage chance that if the Medina River comes to higher than normal level and it's moving pretty fast, yeah. what's the percentage chance that your kayak hits the Medina River within the next two weeks? Oh, dude. It's a hundred and ten percent chance, man. And there's only a hundred. That's how sure right. it is. All yeah. right. I mean, does, I, my boss knows it. My wife knows it. Everyone knows it. That if that river comes up, I'm dropping whatever I'm doing, dude, and I'm putting the I'm putting the boats in because uh, you know. And now <laughs> you never know when it's gonna go. It'll go back down real quick, and you never know when it's gonna be back, man. And God knows it. So keep God raining. Knows it. Keep raining. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Please, we need this right now. Just before the fall, dude, get a couple of runs in. Yeah. Damn, man. Some pictures to post to your to the Facebook page, you yeah. know, the kayaking in the hill country. Why not, man? Be no, nice. Be After nice. seeing that re- the Rio Grande up in New Mexico, oh, man, that be nice to so get nice. get in there. No, it'd be nice to get in the river, man. For real. It'd be nice yeah. to see that river really running. Even right now, after the rains we've gotten even if it's not good enough to, to put a kayak in and go and go down the river, you know, it'll be, uh, there'll be some good swimming holes at least. Yeah, there. yeah, parts of the river did pick up. Yeah. Uh, even the Sabinal as well. Parts of them did pick up. Uh, so what's our first, I think our first, uh, we're going to get actually get into um, the pet, the pet. We were off for a few weeks and then last week we kind of talked about our trip and only one other topic. So this yeah. week we feel like we're going to get into a few and kind of roll with them. So yeah, we're going to we're going to catch up with some news topics, yeah, a few of the on? most important news topics uh, that we feel from the uh, from the time that we've missed. So uh, so yeah, we were going to start off first with the Fauci resignation. Uh, he has announced that he will be stepping down from his position in uh, December. 
right after the election. He put yeah. in his three, he put in his three months. Yeah, put in his three months, and you know, here's the thing: a lot of people are probably saying good riddance about Fauci, right? But who's gonna come in there after him? Yeah, you know that's one thing that that that's that that's one thing you gotta watch out for. Sometimes when you get someone out of there, and, I, and don't get me wrong, I'm no fan of Fauci, uh, but but I would like to know who's who's going to be replacing him as uh, as you know the COVID health czar of the of the country. You know, one thing's guaranteed. Here's here's the one thing: somebody, somebody, somebody's definitely going to replace him. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, and they might never it's, tell it's us. Like, it's they're going like, to change the name of the definition of what his what he was, and then it's, you're not even going to hear about it. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Yeah, no, but they, they'll definitely replace him. You know, oh, because uh, it's it's kind of like uh, when you're performing, you know, like brain surgery on someone to remove a cancerous tumor, you know, and you remove it, and the first thing you ask, of course, is, what are we going to replace this with? <laughs> right. Yeah. But right. yes, he will definitely be replaced by someone. No, and uh, hopefully it will be someone who uh who puts uh you know liberty yeah, well, <laughs> above but I just the definition they're, they're, of having this whole shit is kind of like doesn't define uh, you know because you're really like you're basically you're you're telling 340 million people what to do in a case of... Yeah, I mean, it's a ridiculous, I mean, it's ridiculous position. position. It, to federally. You know, yeah. if, if certain jurisdictions have positions like this, okay, understand. Yeah. Uh, probably need it. Recommend it. Okay, sounds good. But one guy telling 300 and something million people, it's really... Uh, yeah, one guy... But the here's the guy. thing that I worry about with him, honestly, if there's one thing, is I worry about his finances and how he's going to get by. For oh, the rest I know. Of his life because you know stepping out into these last years of your life and not really knowing what to do financially uh, after you've you know put in all this work and not having a good retirement plan or good insurance like so many Americans that yeah. have worked their entire lives you know and I know Fauci's feeling the same thing and I'm sure that no pharmaceutical <laughs> companies or anything are going to give him any position come December. And I'm sure he's not going to do any public speaking engagement for these pharmaceutical companies in which they pay him right. to come. And if they did, I'm not saying it'd be a, still a conflict of interest yeah. if he did. But I am worried about his finances, and I just hope that he has a good... Um, honestly, I hope that he has a good... Uh, what do you call... Um, accountant... Because I know that those 87,000 new IRS agents are coming after Fauci. They're they not coming be. after people like you and I. No. You know, that just go to work and try to make enough to barely squeeze by yeah. week to week. You know what I'm saying? Day to day. You know, it just gets further and further. Both spouses working, you know, still trying to get by. They're going after the Fauci's, dude. They're going to make sure that none of that bullshit's going on. And uh-huh. that's the good thing. So that's yeah. what I worry about. But honestly, though, Fauci <laughs> should be get, stepping down at a uh, at a convenient time. Obviously, right. um, I I'm not. You know, honestly, I'm not really. The best thing, the best take I've heard on Fauci is this: as as people in the current government go away, and this generation dies off, 
History will not remember Dr. Anthony Fauci very kindly. American history. Right. That, I think, is a fair take. And I think that, unfortunately for him, he spent a lot of years in a position where he really tarnished his legacy. I don't know if that means anything to him or not. It might not. You know what I'm saying? But if it does, I think he has m failed massively in his position in helping American people out. And I think that it shows. He lied about so much. I don't, I'm not even going to sit here and we've gone over it so many times. Yeah. The things he lied about. I mean, it's just not even worth even hashing out anymore. If you can't tell what happened with that, then, you know, you're just batting for a certain team, and that's fine. You can do that, but not paying attention to reality is dangerous, I, I promise. In 15, 20 years, Fauci will be 101 years old, and since he has the secret to life and he'll just live forever, then maybe he'll see that he doesn't go well in history. But probably not, you know? Yeah. But he is vaccinated 18 times, so that's good, you know. Right. But absolutely, or four, yeah. whatever it is. But still, you know, all more power to him. But no, he's an absolute. Uh, his position really is probably a scam when you think about it. A health, a health commissioner telling, you know, that connected with, uh, you know, what what Rand Paul brought out about the obvious gain of function, trying to change the definition. We talked about changing definitions. You know, it's like. They, that's where, remember that, he tried to change the definition of gain of function. They're the one who's created the, the definition in the first place, you know? Yep. And so it's just a bending of the rules. That's also called lying sometimes. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just freaking ridiculous, man. You know, I'm, I'm glad he's stepping down. But like you said, that is another concern is that someone is going to fill it. And now is like going to be even more powerful position. Someone yep. new, young's coming in. Hasn't dealt with all the stress and the BS like he did. You know, and I'm sure Fauci has people in his corner and on his team telling him, step down, even if you have to go greet at Walmart for a few years to get by. You know, right. get that health insurance, you know, <laughs> if you need it, you know. Well, you know, one thing I know about Anthony Fauci is that he's the man who, uh, who, who, oversaw the production of the vaccine to a virus that originated in a lab that he oversaw. <laughs> I don't see why and this now is going wrong. He has, uh, you know, uh, you know, got himself into a position of being the highest paid official. I, in fact, I think he might be like the highest paid employee in the federal government. In the entire government payroll. Yeah, like, as far as I know, he is. I'm pretty, yeah. That I've done yeah. the research, but I've heard. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Even if he's top ten. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, you were asking earlier, it, you know, may, do, do these things bother Fauci? And I think that, may, you know, maybe down in his heart of hearts they really do. And I think maybe he just cries himself to sleep every night, just rubs his eyes with all that cash, you know, that he, <laughs> that he made. his retirement. You know, like that Dumb and Dumber scene, you know, yeah. where they're sitting there on the... Rubbing his eyes with IOUs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean... Oh, my goodness. I mean, you want to talk about whose house the FBI should be yeah, kicking for in, real. man. What kind of documents are you gonna find in Anthony Fauci's house, man? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to those, to the Wuhan lab and the the origins of the coronavirus, you know, yeah, that's a big I deal, mean, man. It's a big deal. Th Somebody, th yeah, 
You know? And 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 and, every, and it's something that just stopped being talked about. Like at all. Hey, you talk about a threat to our democracy. Everybody shut your business down. Everybody put a mask on, even if you're not comfortable, even if you have other uh, other other issues, whether it's anxiety with things on your face, if you have health issues that doesn't allow you to wear a mask for long periods of time, especially when you're outside. I don't care. Put it on right now. I don't care. Close down your business. Oh, your grandpa put all his money into that and saved it, and then your parents took over, and now they gave it to you. Oh, okay, I don't care. Shut it down. Like, yep. that's a threat to our democracy. Okay? And, and so if you argue that Trump is a threat to the democracy and should be handled by the FBI, you are correct, Levi. You should also argue that people behind that policy should be investigated by people who are supposed to protect the American people from enemies, foreign and domestic. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's, a, it's a real uh, Anthony Fauci, man. You know, hopefully he's woke a lot of people up, man. If there's anything he's done, maybe he has woke a lot of people up to the dangers of having a few people try to control an entire country of 340 million, most of which live in different states, 50 different states, most of which have inside of those states pockets of completely different cultures. Like, people act like America is, like, one piece of thing. It's just one big interstate, dude. dude I'm telling you. a bunch you. of McDonald's and Exxon stations. I just, I, I beg, I beg people, if you <laughs> never have, drive through America. And you will, you will quickly feel, you will quickly feel what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That is, like, there's so many different people here. Any position of power that is a small group of people based on one little small region that can affect all 340 million of us. We should question. And it happens to be in this case, Fauci, a.k.a. the science. The science. You know what I mean? (laughs) The guy with the candle, the Fauci candle behind him. That was hey, just, man. that was like the greatest end. He's, he couldn't have gone out better with having a candle of himself yeah. behind him, you know, in the in the video. Yeah. Great. No, yeah, you know, when you when you first see that, it's like, uh, well, Fauci's uh, sounds like an Italian name, right? Maybe he's Catholic, you know. Maybe that's a uh, maybe that's one of those Catholic candles, you know. And you zoom in, and nope, it's uh, definitely one of his. Novelty Fauci candles. You know, maybe he did that as a gag. Maybe it's just up in his head. You know, maybe he's just got. Yeah, I don't know. House, I don't know if know, he's that. I, I don't know if he has a sense of humor like that. Like, yeah, he does. Hey, man. If I were him, I would definitely say it as a gag at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, by the way, if you are at home and you're not going anywhere and you're safely at home and you're having some an alcoholic beverage while listening to this uh, podcast and you decided you want to take a drink every time we say Fauci, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> but Fauci, 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 Fauci. <laughs> no. no. Hey, man. Fun name to say. What yeah. What can I say? Bet you just quit uh, that game. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of uh, the FBI rating places, of course, we had, we uh, during our little break we've taken from talking about news, uh, Mar-a-Lago was uh, rated by the FBI. I'm sure everybody has heard about this and 
Uh, it's funny that people just know what Mar Lago is. Like, it's just like such a popular place. Like, it is, gonna... isn't it? Like, uh, <laughs> what's the uh, what, Thomas Jefferson's place? It's on the back of the nickel. Ah, uh, oh, come on, Boone. You gotta help me out here, man. Dang it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You don't I, know, I don't man. Know. I don't know. No. Dang it. Dang I, I mean, dang. I, once you say it, I might. But yeah. But yeah, no, I that... know it's. Uh, but I, I agree. It was weird how everybody just knows the well, name. Well, now they of, do for damn Donald sure. Trump's yeah, home. now they damn sure. Yeah, is that actually his home? Uh, Monticello. Monticello. Oh, okay, okay. Monticello, Monticello was uh, yeah. was Thomas Jefferson's home. I got you. Right. See. And so, like, that's another example of a, of a famous president. Yeah, so so is that his actual home, or is this a resort? I, it's what? a resort where I think he just... I, now, honestly, I have no idea where Trump's physical mailing address is. But I, I think it's a it, it's a resort where he just spins, Records? you know... Just, <laughs> 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 no. Um. <laughs> he probably just spends a few weekends there a year, man. Yeah, I'm sure he stays I mean, in New York, like, yeah, Vegas. I mean, he probably lives in his damn airplane, you know, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah, for real. That's probably His airplane's probably more of his permanent residence than anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, the FBI, uh, first time in their, uh, in their history that they have raided the home of a president, either sitting or former. So uh, that's a big deal. That, that is definitely a big deal. Uh, a lot of people. Pretty have... crazy, actually, <clears throat> when you really think about it. No, it really. Like is. through everything that's happened. Yeah. I guess the FBI hadn't been around for when was the FBI after World War Two, or even later. Uh, you know what? That's a. But, I mean, still, dude, that is pretty yeah. crazy. Dude. No, yeah, that's pretty crazy. So one thing that I thought was pretty crazy about the timing of the raid. A lot of people don't realize that there is a sort of a rule with the FBI that they're not supposed to open up a politi- an investigation regarding a person who's going to be a candidate in a coming election within 90 days of an election, right? And they raided Mar-a-Lago 92 days before midterms. Now, Trump's not going to be a, a candidate in the midterms, of course, so I know that that rule doesn't technically apply to Trump. I'm not trying to say that like... But I do yeah. see a lot of but things saying Trump back candidate. Right, exactly. Yeah. But the timing is just like, you know, they did it two days before this rule regarding political investigations goes into effect. And then now there's, there are so many people... I mean, all these uh, news articles... Trying to say that, like, like here's CNBC, no evidence of political motivation behind FBI raid of Mar-a-Lago, Liz Cheney says. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Like, who are you, who are you kidding? You know, did you, do you really expect anyone to believe that this is not politically motivated? And it's like, okay, let's say, let's say it's not. Let's say that Trump really did take something from the White House that he shouldn't have taken. And they really are. Just, just, just no, no bias behind it. Just like... He did damn, wrong. We yeah, gotta go damn, in and do we it. We got evidence that he did this. We gotta go in and get We've it right. We've been instructed, yeah. <clears throat> you know what it reminds... Like, I was thinking, even if, it, even if that is the case, it's kind of like Waco. You've got a situation 
where the country's already just like, like just going crazy with all these conspiracy theories, right? Just conspiracy theories everywhere. And then you go and raid Donald Trump's home. Like, even if it was totally good intentions and all that, like, think who about... Who was the guy? Who was the leader in Waco? Like, Waco... Who, who was the leader? Who, what was his name? Waco was David Koresh. Okay, so okay? I think... And I he think, was the I, Branch Davidians. Yeah. So the, the reason I'm comparing it to Waco is because what David Koresh did at Waco and the Branch Davidians was he convinced these people that America was Babylon the Great and that one day soldiers of Babylon were going to come to, way, to, to their compound, the Branch Davidians... Uh, I can't remember the... Uh, Mount Carmel was the name of their compound there. And we're going to we're going to oppress them. We're going to persecute them, you know, because of what they believed. He taught them this. And they stockpiled arms and ammunition. They really and they had, you know, they had guns. They had lots of guns there at Waco. And then it actually because, happened. Because he told these people for years Gestapo soldiers are gonna kick in our doors one day and, and try and take our freedom because of the way we think. And then one day here comes the fucking ATF rolling down their driveway in cattle cars. And then, of course, they, they get into this big freaking firefight with them. Because... They proved their prophecy. I see what, right. so what you're saying like, is, had they just left them alone, they would have proved to be crazy. Right. And they would have lost public sentiment on their own. Yes. Rather than the ATF coming in and, and starting a, a, a firefight and killing yes. them all, then it gave people more sympathy for them. Well, not necessarily. Yes, it did give more sympathy, more for, sympathy the, for, for the for the situation. situation. But it, but within the compound, it, there's a reason those people held out in there for like what, like damn near three months yeah, or something yeah, like that. Because when that happened, that just solidified uh, yeah, their they beliefs. Said, they said, "See, here we go." This like, is what oh we said. yeah, yeah. Dude. and so I see the same sort of situation here. With Except like, here's the problem. Trump, here's the problem. Even Trump s- said that he is worried about what some die-hard freaking Trump people might do. No, I mean, in when we say die-hard Trump people, I mean, <clears throat> but I th- and yeah, I mean, that, you already worried about those people, man, or die-hard, die-hard, die-hard left, you know, Marxist, yeah, or yeah. die-hard, you know, the guy who shot at the Republican, all baseball of game. them, all of them. You yeah. know, you're already worried about those people, okay? The problem is, is that the country today is in, it's okay, yeah. the country today is in total political strife. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, even more than then, you know, and the problem is, is the Branch Davidians, though it was a very popular case and a very relevant case, they definitely did not have the world-renowned popularity right. of Donald Trump, who was the president of the United States, who a lot of people voted for, whether you like it or not, or didn't or did, it doesn't really matter. The fact is, is that a lot of people voted for him, and he's very popular, and I don't give a shit if you like it or not, because honestly, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, even people that really like him don't always like him for everything. You know, that's where a lot of people mistake, you know? Yeah. Uh, They just are, they feel like that what he is, is a symbol against the old guard and the old machine that has manipulated and done them wrong for too long. And I think that's what a lot of people see. Oh, yeah. Someone like Trump. Like, I think a, a lot, lot of the people on the left saw Bernie as that. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people voted for Trump just because they thought he was a wrench in the gears. Yeah. He's a wrench in the gears. And they want him out of there so bad, I want him in there. So, right? but like, that's, that was the thing. So, I think that this is what I think about this, honestly. If I'm really, what comes to my mind instantly is, did Trump, has Trump done things, not only in his time in office, but prior to that, that were wrong and probably against the law? Or, or definitely taking loopholes that tested the law closely? Probably, honestly, how Absolutely. many laws? How many no laws are there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, I mean, well, you know, if I was a betting man, yeah, <laughs> no. Well, he is, Boone. No, I'm just kidding. No, but really, there's so many laws on the books that they create that. You know, the tax code is so confusing. They create that. They create yep. the loopholes and people wanting to take loopholes because it's ridiculous and they don't understand it. You know, so the government should take some blame in that anyways. Now, has Trump done bad things? Again, yes. During his time in presidency, I'm sure he did. I'm sure there's things that he did wrong that they could get him for. Here's the problem. So has everyone else. How about George Bush and Dick Cheney in Iraq and Afghanistan? That's probably a good start. How about the FBI? Go check that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Obama and Libya. How about you check that out? Obama and Bush during the financial crisis. The Federal Reserve and the people in charge of that for these financial crises that are taking place. Yep. You know, I mean, the fact that they're just going after Trump, it's absolutely... There's no nothing else to call it. Yeah. But like a political assassination attempt, basically, without... Physically killing him, like right. um, killing him emotionally. Yes, character assassination, very yep. much so. Like take it, trying to make people that hate him hate him more, and make that grow, so yep. no one ever deals with them again. So he just goes away, and that's really what they want. And they also get a shitload of ratings and money every time they go to war with him, and they love that too. And so they've just fallen in love with this man. It's an absolute shame. They've become ten times worse than him, ten times worse, and he's bad. You know, in a lot of ways, you know, I'm yeah. sure. And I'm sure he's good in a lot of ways, too. I don't do, You know, if you sat down with Donald Trump, I'm sure that if you were fair about it, you could have a fair conversation with him if you had the time to just talk to him. Like a lot of, like, like a lot of other people as well. That doesn't make yeah. them good people or bad people. But I'm sure, I think sometimes people are a little unfair with him just because he is who he is. You know, I think people just start off a little right. unfair with him. I see why. I'm not. I'm again. Yeah, I've I was said about to say he's definitely a narcissist. Like 100. percent Yeah. Like I, honestly, I don't know if I could sit down and have a conversation with Trump. You know, uh, I mean, but I definitely I could, man. I could have a conversation with anyone. Yeah, yeah. I could try and have a conversation with anyone because because I would. I, 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 I care yeah. to listen to people. That's why. Yeah. I could sit down with Bernie Sanders or anyone, anyone from that side, probably as well, or from the right side or from the middle, and try to listen to them. I mean, we see, here's the thing about people. Before I won't get too much off on a tangent, we got to move on. But I will say this to end this up a little bit, okay? Is that we we go into a library and there's all these books, and there's just a even if you just took a few sentences from every book, I mean, you could take so much from that, so much knowledge. You. You would need uh, so many years to even consume that. Your brain doesn't work that fast, you know? Right. Well, we walk around next to people that are the same way. 
Everyone has good, everyone has bad. It's in the heart of every man, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, and woman, definitely. right? Yep. And so, but there's also great things to learn from every single person that you meet in life. You know, I think people forget that. You get so radical one way. You just don't even want to fucking listen to people that disagree with you. That is a very dangerous thing to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'll never learn shit. What, you think you fucking know everything? You know, you think that you have everything figured out? Right. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, I can't even figure out how to keep my fucking toenails the right length. You know what I mean? To be honest with you. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I think that mentality is a broken mentality. You know, yeah. so for that reason, I could talk to anybody. But I will say this. One more thing about Marlago. Yeah. That I want to wrap it back up is this. And this is the danger in this. You have a head, people, half the country, or half the voting population of the country, pretty much close to it, loves this guy, voted for this guy, he lost, he probably lost with a little less class, I think he should have just waited for the next and and probably chilled out a little bit, especially knowing how bad they were going to go after him, but, you know, he lost, you know, and whatever, blamed it on other people, and... Like I said, he's kind of a narcissist, you know? Right. And then you have half that likes this other establishment. And what they're doing, what the media is doing and the FBI is doing by doing this, even if they're not doing it purposefully, is they are dividing the United States of America in physical lines between Marlago and Washington, D.C., between Florida and, the, you know, you see it. You yeah. see what they want to do. And this is the danger. Don't fall for their bullshit. Drive across America and meet people and talk to people because it's a great country with a lot of great stories. Everyone comes from a different story. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. They're trying to ruin that. Right. Do you know what I mean? The old establishment and the new coming in. You can't have this. We can't have this, dude. You know? No one should concede, but throw up your hands and say, we don't need this type of civil conflict. Yeah. Especially, let's go ahead and tie this over, when... We want to uh, preach other people to not have foreign conflict. Or maybe we actually want to preach other people to have foreign conflict. And we go off and we're sitting there having wars in other countries. Even if we're not having the war, we're funding wars in other countries. Meanwhile, we're doing all this. You know, so I say yeah. all that, that about Marlago and dividing the country to say this. Our foreign policy is also dividing the country, man. Because... Think about it, you know, half the country thinks that the Ukraine is unjustified and half, and maybe it's more, maybe it's not just half, you know what I'm saying, I'm being, right. you know, and then you got another part of it that thinks that, you know, it's an, it's an old war that we, we can't really, I mean, Russia's yeah. going to do what it's going to do. It's unfortunate, but, so, there's this great divide, you know, but what's happening is, you know, really is that, you know, we're involved with something that we we all know very little about, and we are deeply involved, and it just keeps getting worse. You know, that's not getting better either, you right. know? And uh, you did have something you wanted to bring up about f the foreign... Oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, definitely one of the other topics I had to talk about tonight was the uh, car bomb that went off in Moscow. Most people might uh, not even know about this. You may want to describe a little bit what happened. Yeah, so a car bomb went off in Moscow that was supposed to... Uh, assassinate, or at least it's believed that the intended target was a, uh, who's been called one of Putin's top 
uh, propagandists is what he's been called. A lot of people have called him the Alex Jones of Russia. Uh, His name's Alexander Dugan. I I think I'm pronouncing that last name right. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, Sounds Irish, but whatever. Anyway. uh, (laughs) It reminds me of the old movie, A League of Their Own. Mr. Dugan. (laughs) Did you ever see that movie, A League of Their Own? Where the Uh, girls have to play. Yeah, Yeah. they're playing baseball. And Tom Hanks is the coach, and and he's like all passed out drunk, and they're trying to wake him up. They're like, Mr. Dugan. (laughs) And he wakes up, he's like, what is it, baby? He just starts like making out with her, you know? Oh, sorry. That was so fucking no. ridiculous right there. My, <laughs> but, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, but It's no. been so long since I've seen that movie. I don't I can't yeah. even think of the scene. It, 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 it is silly. Yeah. Somebody might get it, but still, it was, it was irrelevant. Uh, anyway, a car bomb went off in Moscow that was intended to assassinate Alexander Dugan. Ended up assassinating, uh, accidentally killing his, uh, his daughter. Uh, Daria, Daria, or Daria, I don't know, Dugina, I guess in, in, in Russian language, they, uh, they have the difference in, uh, male and female names, kind of like in Spanish, you know, but anyway, uh, Daria Dugina was also a, uh, propagandist in her own right, she had her own, uh, she had her own show and everything as well, but, what I wanted to discuss with this was, uh, <clears throat> first of all, start off by saying, have no idea who did this car bomb, right? Ukraine is saying that they had no involvement in it. Uh, <clears throat> of course, it could have been anti-war Russians, some sort of you know Russian yeah. anti-war. Um, group because of course Alexander Dugan is very, is known for being very uh, very much pro war in Ukraine. Uh, he's they you know they they've called they've said some pretty bad things about Ukraine. You know I'm not uh, I'm not trying to say that Alexander Dugan's a saint or anything like that by any means. But one thing that I thought was pretty uh, ironic about that, or two things actually. First of all, I've seen a lot of people cheering this. And I think that that, regardless of how you feel about the war in Ukraine or anything like that, if you believe in freedom of press, you should not be cheering the potential car bombing of someone, doesn't matter who, just because they hold views that you don't like. You know? Especially Alexander with these escalated Dugan, tensions yeah. again. Man. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. You know, Alexander Dugan's not an elected official in, a, in Ukraine. He's not a general. He's not in the military. Like I said, he's pretty much just like kind of like the Alex Jones of Russia, right? And so... Man, people are I really have, trying to low blow him with that, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. but... No, no offense to Alex Jones on that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you know, when the mainstream's calling you that, if that's what the mainstream's calling him, right. they're definitely trying to take a dig at him. Yeah. You know, let's put no, it that definitely. way. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, the, the other thing, too, is, like, that I thought, and that's what I was actually looking up right there, is how many car bombings actually happen in Moscow a year, you know? Right. Like, is this something that is more current in Moscow than it would happen? Like, and it's like, no, it's not. It's not that really that that common in Moscow. To have a car bombing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. the war in Afghanistan where you hear about that stuff all the time yeah. when 
people that come back talk about the tragedies that took place with car bombings and roadside bombings. That's not how it's not Moscow Ireland. is. Yeah, it's do what is that? And it's not Ireland. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not, not Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you this, man. Uh, yeah, that's that's a crazy dude. That's crazy to happen right now. Again, definitely yeah. politically motivated. No matter what side it comes from, is is impossible to know. But definitely, and 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 not good for tensions in that part of the world. And you know, man, we were talking a little bit about this, kind of getting ready for this episode, a little. And you know, man, whatever you think, the problem is, is nobody's right and nobody's really wrong. And this is the problem with some of these situations, in my opinion, is like there's people in the Ukraine. Who are for absolute sure a lot of people who have also been displaced and killed, and but who are fighting for what they feel is their absolute freedom against a larger country and a larger stronghold. Yep. And then there are people in Russia who feel like that the Ukraine and and probably NATO have been encroaching on them and broken treaties against them that they said they weren't going to break. And then you also say, how far do you go back? And th- these these conflicts over there have been going on for a long time. How far do you want to take history back to see who's right and who's wrong? Yep. I mean, everyone's it's different every time, probably, you know. And it's just impossible to really get a real hold on this. And the best way, the best thing to have happen, is to not allow more innocent people to die. And more supply chains to be screwed up and bombed down and bogged down. And if any type of cooler head could prevail, it would be really fortunate right now. You know, and that's why it'd be nice for like the United States if they could lead like a diplomatic solution to pull their weapons out and to stop getting involved either side and just stop it. And just to say, we, we would like for the Ukrainian people to have peace in their country and for the Russian people to have peace in their country and to move forward. You know what I mean? Like, where is the voice of reason? You know, it's like it doesn't exist, man. And it's frustrating, really. But I, but here's the thing. I live in Texas, which is in the United States of America. A vast country with a lot of different culture. We've talked about it. What is our place in the Russian and Ukrainian war? Right. Levi, what is our place? Well, we don't, we don't really have one, but of course... Well, we do, but we well, shouldn't. we do, but we shouldn't, exactly. We have gone and, uh, you know, of course, broken what our founding fathers told us to do, you know. They told us to, uh, you know, practice peace and commerce with all nations and entangle alliances with none. You know, of course, we have, since the end of World War II, that's just been a, uh, that's just been a laughable saying, really, I mean... Since the uh, formation of NATO, the most entangling alliance in human history, <laughs> you know, uh, the whole idea that we will ever break our entangling alliances is really, it's really a pipe dream, you know, it's, it's not going to happen, not until it has to happen anyway, you know, not until it, you know, kind of like uh, every empire throughout history, they're, they're always too big to fail. Until they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that. Well, until the world loses faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, you know, like another another reason that the world is going to lose faith in this kind of propaganda machine that's coming out of uh, the West right now regarding, 
like what's going on in in both d- domestically here in America and uh, what's going on around the world is speaking of like Alexander Duwakin being the Alex Jones of Russia. I have this article here from Newsweek. <clears throat> okay, is that who hired Chris Cuomo, dude? Was it Newsweek? I think it was, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. Oh. Well. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Bummer. But well, yeah. anyway, anyways, keep going. Sense Sorry. That this, yeah. That this uh, article would come from. The <laughs> right? Well, there we go. Yeah. It all wraps around. Yeah. <laughs> but the article says Putin blamed for death of Alexander Dugan's daughter. And the, the basically the conspiracy that they put forward in this article is that Putin had Alexander Dugan's daughter killed in order to fuel his propaganda machine in, in Russia, right? No no evidence of this. No nothing like that. Just says uh one quote is uh he has the habit. That's what the, that's what that's the evidence they're given. He has the habit. I'm just doing stuff like this, I yeah, guess. Just a blanket even, even statement, though, no Even proof. though you just said car bombs practically never happen in Moscow. Yeah. He has the habit of just car bombing his opposition, apparently. But anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really ironic that Newsweek can run this article. <clears throat> but Alex Jones just got sued practically into bankruptcy for suggesting or questioning the narrative regarding Sandy Hook, right? Like, he had no evidence. He had no evidence for Sandy Hook, and he was wrong. He was he made the these things, crazy claims. The things yeah. he said he were wrong. They were, yeah. like, I'm not going to say he was right. He was totally wrong about the things he said. But if Newsweek can run this, uh, this, this headline, Alex, there's no good reason Alex Jones should have been sued for what he ran That's on, 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 on InfoWars. You know? That's a fair point. This is just, an, you know, it's an absolutely ridiculous claim. So but, someone would probably say to that, they would say, well, he's dealing with, like, families of kids who were killed, and he's dealing with Putin, but you're saying principally there is no difference, and I, I would tend to agree with you that well, you can't have two different sets of rules necessarily. You know, either you're slandering someone without proof or you're not. Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, like, like we're not just going to choose. You're just, you're, you're, it's not even necessarily that you're slandering someone. That you're putting forward theories, right? Yeah, yeah, like, you're, yeah you're saying you're, like you you're can't even be forward, trusted. Yeah. You're putting forward your narrative. Here's what I think. I'm looking at, like, you, whoever wrote this article, right? They just, like, they looked at the whole, they, they looked at the car bomb. They said, this guy's. Daughter got car bombed. Putin's a bad guy. So therefore, Putin car bombed the daughter. Then they sent it to an editor. And the editor went through it. And then it went up higher in the chain of command. (laughs) And they said, let's run with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it starts to get a little iffy. Dude, but that's exactly how it works. Yeah, no, for real. Just like how Alex Jones... No, you're right. No, I totally... Point taken. I do get it. No, and I would even say I totally... I mean, I... I think that's totally understandable, and I don't think yeah. there's... I think that, you know, like I said, I have no idea who who planted the car bomb. Well, no um, one does. Yeah. No one does. Uh, I'm going to say well, it was probably... Okay. Someone does. Someone okay. does. Someone knows, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, 
I'm going to say it was probably anti-war Russians. That's that's what would make the most sense to me. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it, do, they, it, listen, there's it crazy doesn't people. sound There's like crazy it, people you know. in the world. It did, you know, especially with the way things are. Both yeah. sides are very tense. Yeah. It's horrible that it happened. It, it's it's a it's a very bad thing and it's not a good uh thing to have happen right now for sure and you know again man for people whom you know this is a person. I'm sure she has lots of friends and other things and again it's oh, so much and death I mean, her, her and father watched yeah. it happen. Watched yeah, the car. No, no. So like, yeah, it's just that's a, a terrible you don't situation. Wish. Yeah, you don't wish and, that shit on people, man. And yeah. and just all of it. The whole the whole conflict is is very unfortunate, you know, and it's just, uh, it's just, it's impossible to, it, to really, you know, break it all down and to try to understand, you know, everybody's plight and everybody's side and you just wish that, man, things like that, you know, like, man, I thought this is what we had the Olympics for, man, you know, can we, can we run a couple of sprints and call it a fucking day, you know yeah. what I mean, like, let someone throw a javelin and let's figure it out. Do you know what right. I mean? And not at each other. You know, I kind of wish that cooler heads would prevail on this thing. And I just think it's more of the reason that, you know, uh, you hope that our political system grows some balls and changes some of their, changes course on some of their policy. And and we can move on to our next uh, topic, but let me just ask you these couple of questions. Yeah. Did the U.S. establishment, Republicans and Democrats do a good job in Vietnam. Did they do a good, good job? Good job in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. Uh, well, I would tend to say no. Okay. Did they do a good job in Korea or in uh, Iraq the first time or in Afghanistan or in Iraq the second time? No. Did they do a good job in Libya or in... Um, uh, I guess they were in, in that whole Kuwait would be Iraq the first time as well. But oh, what about... Uh, Syria, do they do good in, with their policy there? No. So that. what makes us think <laughs> in the world, and most Americans probably don't think this, they probably don't think it's good, but what makes us think that us being involved over there is going to do any bit of good? This is what I don't understand. We might want to help them and do good, and I think that's, that's honorable. That's nice. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. cheer, cheer people on, man. Tell people, fuck it. If you got to stand up for yourself, you got to do it, dude. You know what I'm saying? But to go get directly involved and to instigate it to that level, and we know that there was instigation going on, you know, that, man, it's just hard to be an American citizen and not say that we should really rethink our policy with other countries and other people in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, fuck, I don't get it. I don't see how anyone could not want to rethink that. Maybe... Maybe we're preaching to the choir here, you know? Maybe we are. Just not in that small group, that small hub of people that control the 340 million of us, you know? Kind of yep. back to that theme. And what is our... Do we have one more topic today, or is uh, that... You know, the last topic, uh, and we can, we, can, we can touch on it briefly, you know, is the, uh, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, of oh, course. Jesus. Yeah. So gas yeah. is going to go down, Sorry. basically. <laughs> Like we're a patriot if we get spied on more, right? Yeah. Patriot Act. Patriot Act. This is yeah. the same. This is the same. It's the Inflation Reduction Act, but they're reducing, what they're actually reducing is the efficiency of the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> 
But, uh, I heard they were good at that. Yeah, <laughs> no. oh, they're they're great at that. It's it's one of their biggest talents. <laughs> but we were going to talk about one specific aspect of the Inflation Reduction Act, and and, and that is the the, uh, the part where it funnels, uh, I believe, eighty billion dollars into the IRS and hires somewhere around. 87,000 new IRS agents, armed, I should add. I should add that the, uh, that the the ads for hiring these new agents do specify that they will be armed and, uh, and willing to use deadly force. Uh, a lot of people, uh, let me just say this about that. A lot of people are freaking out about that. Uh, I didn't think it was anything new. That government agents were issued weapons. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> and and, and, and people are finding out about it now. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now, I do think it's alarming that they're hiring eighty-seven thousand new IRS oh, yeah, agents. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, when there are only like what something like what like four hundred billionaires in the United States, something mm-hmm. like that. There's not very many. Yeah. Uh, definitely not 87,000 billionaires, but don't worry. It's just the billionaires they're going after. Yeah. That's, well, what, I have, that's, that's 86, what I've heard. I've heard 86,000 of them are going after Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, maybe this will be the, like, the, this is how they reduce the inflation, you see, Boone. This is uh this is how they do it, you know. They they're gonna go in and they're just gonna find every little penny. They're gonna find every last penny, man. Yeah. And they're gonna reduce that inflation, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, by just squeezing every last penny out of the American middle class. Well, because who, who are the last people that feel after the inflation's been going on so long and gotten so bad that it's affected the country and the morale of the country so poorly? Who are the last people that start feeling it, that do start to feel the effects? Not having the labor, having labor shortages, things like that. Who starts to feel it? The rich people. Right. The people with the most money. Oftentimes, those people are, some of those people are in politics. It starts affecting them. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they get very serious about putting more, doing something about that. Because if their livelihood goes down at all... How do they keep feeding this machine? What do we do? We cannot let this fall. I mean, what are we going to do? Yep. You know? And so what do they do? Like you said, go out and they say, we're not getting enough. Yep. The people are going to keep paying us more. The people. But here's the thing is eventually, dude, and this is sucks, but it's true. And this is why we have this podcast because we don't want to see this happen. We would rather see peace on the world, man. And for this shit to stop and to say that we are headed down the wrong path and we need to address these things. And you you cannot have this type of financial, no matter what you call your system, you cannot have these types of financial discrepancies between the most, the few rich and the poor, you know, yep. and, and this many laws and the tax code being broken. Eventually, people take tea and they pour it into Boston Harbor. And that is just an unfortunate truth. And history does repeat itself. I was thinking about that today. History does repeat itself. But never 
in the same circumstances. It's always different circumstances. Right. So though it's... It, it, it doesn't it, necessarily repeat itself. It rhymes. It, exactly. You know, I've seen that. That's yeah. exactly the truth. Because... And that's the danger of what we're playing with today, with the media and the and people pushing these... these but from every side, pushing these crazy, crazy narratives and blaming others instead of trying to find ways to unify and right. to come together and to move forward in a positive direction. Nobody is really interested in that right now. You know what I mean? It seems like that to me. And I'm sure there are people, but nobody in the position that could do anything about it. And I think that's where our minds really need to be. It is a yeah. dangerous time to have your mind anywhere else but there. You know, because people are just hyper-polarized, whether you like it or not. You know, and it's like, how do you ease that tension? Yeah. Now, a real leader would. A real leader would. You know, would try to ease those tensions, and that's what our country is, is about, you know. Uh, but maybe I'm fucking crazy. I mean, but Paul probably am, honestly, well, <laughs> in some level. You know, I think that right now, uh, the uh, the term national divorce actually trended on uh, either Google or Twitter the uh the other day I saw that actually the, the more the, I think about it were, the more yeah. I think about it it would it's a bummer to see I've always been somebody that thought like oh secession you know but then when it really gets close and when you really see that that the ideas of this country and stuff that were that were on point no matter all the bad shit that took place to get us here and all the people that sacrificed and fought through different types of revolution try to yep. get through and and made this country what it is and we're here you know like un it's unfortunate actually i i really do believe that I, I i i really am proud to be born here in this country i i really am proud of what it is and what it's become like I'm I'm proud of that because man like there's been a lot of sacrifice too like for real from yeah. At so many different cultures and like no one I don't think people planned to have to have it happen the way it happened it's just people do what people do right. you know and you can blame shit on whatever but I, I personally think it's an unfortunate thing that we're seeing right now where people over such petty shit are able to be manipulated and I think we can end here and I'll pass this on to you you can end it the media especially the media, man, a tool of, of the power for sure, a tool of the power structure. Man, it is so greased and oiled as a machine. It works. Even though we all know it's bullshit and it's crazy, it's just it's just wild how it operates and really works and manipulates people, right? Yep. No, for sure. I mean, the, the media, they drive the narrative of everything, you know, and... They, they tell you what's patriotic and what's not patriotic. And, you know, we've talked about this before, that un unfortunately it seems like whoever has the flag, right, is who's going to get the, the following. Like, and maybe that's not a very good way to word that. But I feel like we've talked about before how we've, we've become this big empire through... Years of these expansionist, unjust, interventionist wars. And so many people have died, right? So many people have sacrificed their lives to keep this empire going and to keep the, uh, our way of life here in America, you know, <laughs> all, the, 
all the nice, comfy, convenient stuff that we have. It's only it's only possible because we are this because we maintain this empire abroad. And uh, even to your point, like you were saying with the secession, three hundred thousand Americans died fighting for the Union, right? You know, fighting to uh, to to keep this Union uh, together. Um, so I, in a lot of ways, a lot of people could could interpret like what we're saying is to say that we're that we're saying that those people just all died in vain, you know, and that everything they fought and died for just kind of kind of it's just kind of got to go away, you know, kind of fade into history, like Thanos snapped his his fingers or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that if we just followed our founding fathers' plans of federalism and local government, small limited government, and not intervening abroad, internationally, and getting ourselves into all of these entangling alliances, that we wouldn't need to be entertaining this idea of a national divorce right now. You well, know? Why do you think power? Why do you think power structures? would want this to happen, especially in their declining society. Why would they want Americans to fight each other? Do you think it could be because if we did fight each other, though we know that, like you said, if we just followed the guidelines, everyone could have their way. Yeah. California can be California, and pockets of it can do whatever, and Texas could be Texas, Florida here, Nebraska there, Michigan, everyone yeah. is their own thing, dude. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? But... I mean, don't you think that if they know that if they destabilize it, they can regain a new type of control over it after they can pick up the pieces of the scattered game that they flipped in to take the words of the, guy, the gentleman? Tell me that they know that if they destabilize it, then that's how they regain control in the long run? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that we are just falling into that trap by fighting one another? You know what right. I'm saying? No, that is the that is the plan. You know, chaos is uh, definitely part of the plan. Rama man, you know, never forget yeah. it, man. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Absolutely. Best quote by a modern politician will ever get because they let us in to the way that they think for one clip right there. Yep. Oh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly the mindset, you know. That's it. Exactly the mindset. That's it, you know. And uh, unfortunately, that is the way our uh, our leadership works these days. You know, when it comes to America being this this big he hegemonic empire, we need to think about how we're going to go down in history. You know, not just what keeps us nice and comfy right now, but what's also going to keep our great-great-grandchildren nice and comfy, right? Because that is, like, I've said this so many times on the show, that is the, the gauge of whether or not a civilization is, is, is advancing or declining. How do we see our great-grandchildren living? Do we actually see them right now? Like right now, looking into the future as we predict it, are our great-grandchildren going to live the sort of standard of living that we live? Oh, God. Yeah. Man. No. Of course not, right? Yeah. That's not a sign of a of a uh, advancing civilization. I mean, you I know? don't think we... Our yeah. great-great-grandparents 
lived in log cabins. But they knew, in their back of their mind, they knew that they were living in a log cabin and that they were on a frontier, and yeah, it sucked for them, but they knew that their great-great-grandchildren wouldn't be living in a log cabin. They'd be living in a two-story European-style home, right? Probably surrounded by some town that had built up wherever around wherever they had decided to put their homestead. This is just the, uh, I don't know, it's the same tangent I've gone on no, a, no, it's a absolutely dozen times true. on this uh, on this. Uh, it's absolutely podcast. true. It's a, it's a perfect gauge. And here's the other thing. We're a multi-generational species. Right. And you should care about the future of your civilization and the world and your country and humanity. should yep. care. Yep. Yeah, I care. I mean, it, it feels natural to care. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't force caring, you know? <laughs> it just feels natural to be like, huh? That sucks if we just piss it all away, you know, yep. uh, for no reason, uh, for stupid reasons, you know, at that. Control. Right, you know, and I mean, Thomas Jefferson, or not, not Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin said that, you know, we had a republic if we can keep it. And when it comes to, to tie back around to, you know, when it comes to all these people who died keeping this empire afloat and everything, yes, they died keeping an empire afloat, but... Are we keeping our republic? You know, can we maintain an empire abroad and our republic at home? Can we do that? That's the big question. Nobody else in history has been able to do that. The Romans certainly weren't able to do that. The English were not able to maintain this huge empire abroad and and keep the rights of Englishmen back at home and all that. This, you know, this doesn't work. And, uh... And I really hope that, that that our fellow Americans can wake up to this fact before it's uh, before it's too late. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.